Welcome to Lee Carvello's putting challenge. I am Carvello. Now choose a club. You have chosen a three wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feather touch. You have entered power drive. Now push seven, eight, seven to swing. Ball is in. Parking lot. Would you like to play again? You have selected no. Welcome, everybody, to our first ever bonus episode for Ride the Pine. I'm your host, Dan, and I am without Ron and Kyle this week, but I am joined by a very special guest of mine. Mm -hmm. He is one of the reasons I got into podcasting, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um... But he is also one of my closest friends. Uh, he's from the show Dumb All Over. on, And he's also from AFC Least. Uh, please welcome my guest at this time, Tom. Tom, how's it going? Woohoo! Hi, Dan. Hey, man. How's it going? I like what you did with this virtual podcast room. It looks nice. I like the paint job. It looks really good. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I mean, you don't think I should change up the pattern or anything like that? I mean... You should, probably shouldn't have done green polka dots with a purple background, but you know what? To each one's own. That's yeah, what I to teach your own. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll give most of that creative design to, to Ron, so I'll just let, let, let it go Let it go there. Okay, yeah, I believe it's Ron. Definitely Ron's fault. Fuck you, Ron. You have selected no. Pizza, pizza. Oh, my God, I go. He could go
Okay, <laughs> damn it, Ron, you ruin everything. Um, so I wanted to bring you on. I appreciate you taking the time out to, to come on the show. Um, sure. To talk about the tour championship that was this past weekend. Oh, my weekend. God. How fucking How, amazing. <laughs> uh, unbelievable finish. Did you see the amount of people that were following him on 18? Dan, as a man of history, and I, I do study history with a passion, I got that vibe while I was watching that final round that I was watching history. The man who has not won in a little over five years, who was said to be out by every single person in sports, comes back and wins the tour championship. That crowd on 18 as they were like engulfing him was I had chills the entire time watching that. It was phenomenal to watch. And and I mean, what does this do for the game of golf, do you think? Do you think this kind of rejuvenates it and puts it back more back on the map or what do you think? Fuck yeah. Of course it does. Are you kidding me? Those the he missed the birdie putt on 18, okay? He missed that birdie putt. Now, if he made that birdie putt, you would still be hearing the fans cheering. So, But he had a, a little lag putt that he had to make. It was maybe, what, a couple inches? And he made that, and the crowd was jumping out of their seat. It, it was like... It was like a foot, like a football game. It was, it was, it had that vibe of a football game. And Tiger Woods, throughout his entire career, has brought just about every single type of person you can imagine, both good and bad, to the game of golf. And the more Tiger got, though, the better that Tiger got throughout the season, the more people started paying attention to golf. Ratings are up, sales are up. Nike is having an orgasm because they're selling everything right now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> everything. Um, and then you get you see like Rory McIlroy, who hasn't had the greatest last few years, but he's been pretty solid. And you see him with that pressure, the tiger pressure. And what did he do? Well, he was yeah, plus six for the final round. He was terrible. Yeah. All he could do on the 18th hole was smile and laugh at the fact that like these people were surrounding Tiger Woods. Tiger had to find his way out of the audience. It was amazing. Yeah, you, you see like the security guards, like him just approaching the 18th green. He had cameras. He had people with their phones out he had Seriously. people yelling his name and then you yeah. see Roy McIlroy off in the distance kind of just like engulfed by the <laughs> sea of people like man what the fuck man this is yeah. stupid like what do you do how how do you deal with that like you can't no one's ever seen that before can it, i be can i be honest i would have yeah. walked off the course i would have shit myself <laughs> I, I would have I, I would have shat myself and then walked off the course. I, I almost shit myself just watching it. <laughs> Maybe you should have got some diapers at the store. I was close to needing them, Dan. It was so incredible to watch. It really um, was. And like they showed like the aerial view of Tiger walking to the green. At this point, you kind of assumed. Oh, uh, I think he was actually in the bunker at this point. Um. No, was he or right around the green? I forgot his yeah. second shot. Now he, it was in, he, he he was in the bunker, I believe. He was in the bunker, right? And, and you start seeing all these people from the entire golf course sprinting on the fairway right behind him. I've I've just I've never seen that before, especially in golf. I've seen it in like college basketball and college football where the fans storm the field, but th- that's the feel that it had. But again, it's for golf. <laughs> it was so incredible. 
And, and you know, and it, and like you were just saying, you know, when a team, uh, when the fans storm the field for a team, yeah, this is fans storming the field for one person, for one douchebag, for one <laughs> douchebag. And I reiterate, douchebag. I don't like Tiger Woods. <laughs> By the way, I know, I know. Somebody who's listening, like, they're like, what? What do you mean he doesn't like Tiger Woods? He's literally rubbing himself off as he's talking about Tiger Woods. No, <laughs> I really don't like Tiger. <laughs> but the moment was incredible. And, and I will say this, you know, Nike did clean up this year with two major championships and the Tour Championship. Oh, yeah, they killed it. They- and, and I'm not surprised they're, they're orgasming being all over themselves. Because yeah. what a year they've had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the the time I choose to leave Nike as a as my employer is the year that they have literally one of the best years of their entire existence. Um, yeah, it sucks because when I left my Nike store, because I used to work for Nike, um, we had like four golf polos, and now I went back in a couple days ago, and there's like half the store is Tiger Woods. I'm like, you fuckers, this is bullshit. Now I don't get my discount. <laughs> You're like, oh damn it. Um. So overall, I mean, were there any other people besides Tiger Woods that really stood out to you in no, the tour fuck championship? Everyone. <laughs> fuck everyone. It was Tiger Woods. I, there was I, no one else playing. <laughs> I, I mean, kidding? I figured you were going to say that. All right. Now, I'll, I'll give it to, I'll give you this, okay? I love Justin Rose. He's one of my favorite golfers. Now, granted, I was screaming at my TV, three putt, three putt. I wanted him to three putt 18 so badly. But, um... With all the pressure from everything that was going on in that final round, Justin Rose somehow found a way to win the FedEx Cup. And I think because it's Tiger Woods, people kind of forgot that Justin Rose just won $10 million in the FedEx Cup. (laughs) I think people completely forgot about that. They're like, yeah, Justin, good job. But Tiger! And Tiger's just like, yeah, you know. He just won ten million dollars, and right. no one, no one gives a shit about him. <laughs> well, and, and you know what's crazy? You know, I didn't even, uh, you know, originally because Tiger Woods was in contention to win both the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. I know, but Isn't then I looked, I looked at the projections, and if Justin Rose finished higher than third, he would win the FedEx Cup. Right, and I'm sitting there just like you. I'm like, I hope you shank it into the woods. Seriously. <laughs> And he did on one tee, but then he did some ridiculous punch out. I think it was on seventeen, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you piece yep. of crap!" <laughs> I remember at one point I was looking at, I was watching the TV, and um, I, I was looking at Justin, and in the middle of his backswing, not like he's obviously going to get affected by this, but Shake in the middle it! of his backswing, yeah, I screamed. I was like, "Fuck you!" And then I was so, I felt so bad because I like Justin Rose. I'm like, "I'm sorry, I still love you, but fuck you." <laughs> I, I'm so conflicted as to how I'm supposed to feel. I work at a golf course, so like to see, you know, Tiger just won, so everyone is really excited about golf right now. Um, but I don't like Tiger. I like Justin way more, so I'm just so conflicted, but it was just so much fun. Now, speaking of, you know, both Justin Rose and Tiger Woods, yeah. they'll, they'll we'll see each other again yes. this weekend in Paris. Yeah, I'm not ready for another golf tournament. Like, I, I'm still, my heart rate's still racing from the tour championship. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, now three days later, it's time for the Ryder Cup. Like, tomorrow the Ryder Cup starts, which is one of my, it's, I think, one of both of our uh, favorite events. Oh, absolutely. 
And Absolutely. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be a very good Ryder Cup. Now, granted, if you're talking about Tiger in this situation, Tiger is not necessarily the best Ryder Cup player. I think he, his record is like five, eight, and three or something like that. So he's not really that good in Ryder Cup form formats. Like Ian Poulter, who's not a very good golfer in general, is amazing in Ryder Cups. It's just it's a different type of game, so right. I'm not sure if it's going to have the same impact, uh, especially being that it's not in America, it's not in the United States, it's in uh, where is it this year? It's, I, I it's in Paris, France. Oh, it's in Paris. Okay. And it's actually the that's the first time they've played it in Paris. I think they said in almost 40 years. Nice. That's so, interesting. I, I, so which will make it kind of a disadvantage for both sides. It might be, yeah, because not yeah. a lot of people get the chance to play over in Paris. True. And France in general. I mean, unless you're on the European tour, um, you're not going to have a lot of chances to play courses around Europe. Well, they do have a couple guys on the the European side that uh, do go on the European tour quite often, like Tommy Fleetwood. He kind of goes between the European tour and the PGA tour. And I'm sure that he's played a bunch of courses in France throughout his career. Same with McElroy and a few of the other guys. The uh, PGA Tour players, I, I'm all, I'm willing to bet there's probably a, f- a couple of golfers there who probably never have played in France before. I, so, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Yeah, so I don't really know what to expect. I, I don't know if there is a strong advantage. I don't think anyone is French. Um. DeChambeau has a French name, but he's from the United States. So I I don't really know if there's going to be an advantage. I don't even know if the French people are going to care. They're probably just going to be drunk on wine at 8 o'clock in the morning and eating their baguettes and snails. I really don't know what to expect. I'm sorry to any of our French listeners out there. <laughs> Viva la France. I love, listen, France, I love you, but you have your problems, and you know that. You drink wine all the time. Like, relax. Relax with the baguettes, too. It's, it's too much. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, hey, hey, Ron, in editing, I just wanted to rub this in my partner's face here. Um, one of my pitchers just tied a modern uh, ERA record or modern era record. Sorry. Um, since 1900 by striking out the first eight batters. Uh, Herman Marquez. He's one of my guys. He did eight, eight straight strikeouts. Uh, did, did, did you have to bring that up? You had you had to bring that up right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh man, sorry, I mean sorry. my my team showed up a little bit but eh, I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I just wanted to rub that. He's only in the third and he already has 10 points. Uh Ron, you could end the editing right there. Go on, Dan. <laughs> um so in terms of the course itself or just in terms of who's going to be playing in this tournament, yeah. who are some guys that stand out to you in, in this tournament? Uh let's see. Give me a second. This is more uh, editing for Ron here. <laughs> Let me get the full roster here. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll start. I guess we could start with the uh, with the United States here because this is a name stacked group here. Um, Tiger Woods, Bubba Watson, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau, and Bryson DeChambeau are the picks for the United States. I, you know, the okay, surprise on both ways. One, Tiger Woods is playing the best golf we've seen him play since early like 2012. So that's something to watch for. Bubba Watson is trash. 
He's not playing good. He hasn't played well all season, but he's done well enough where he's one of the players that got named. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly don't know why he's a part of this team, if I'm well, being honest. Be- because he made it with points. If he was a potential captain's pick, I don't think he would have. But there's other problems, too. Like, here's another captain's pick, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson doesn't even know what a golf ball looks like right now. He's just not playing solid. Jordan Spieth has been all over the place for the past t- two years. Now, Kepka, three majors in the last five Great. That's a great pick. Finau has been playing great all year. Fowler's consistent. Dustin Johnson is fine. Patrick Reed? I haven't really heard much from Patrick Reed since early part of the season. And Webb Simpson? I didn't even know he still played golf. I'm pretty sure he moved to, like, poker. So I'm not... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... I'm not impressed with the United States team. Uh, I don't know if you share those thoughts. Justin Thomas is clearly... uh, I think clearly the best player out of this group, but I don't know if they have a dynamic enough team to, to win. I, I don't know. What do you think about the United States team? You know, I, I'm actually totally with you. I think uh, aside from guys like Finau, DeChambeau, uh, Woods, Kepka, DJ, JT, and Ricky, yeah. I think the rest of the team is borderline average. I, I yeah. don't think they're they're that stacked. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if, I mean, honestly, if you get a guy like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, and Jordan Spieth uh, on the not sorry, sorry, Justin Thomas on the same squad, yeah, I mean that's that's not it's, fair. It's it, it's fine, but let's look at even Ricky. We both like Ricky. Ricky's a fine guy, fine player, but I mean, he, what was the last win that he had? You know, is he playing well enough where he's going to go out with the pressure of the Ryder Cup and, and and perform? I I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I personally think that the European squad is more solid in terms yeah. of their their they're more consistent. Like the way that they played this year, I'd say the only one who hasn't really played that well this year mm-hmm. in that group is Sergio. Yeah, Sergio's been terrible. I think he's really the only one. You know, Poulter's kind of been in contention in a couple of tournaments. A Casey's few. always a great pick. Casey's just a solid golfer, especially as of late. He's played pretty well this season. Francesco Molinari, I mean, I'm not saying this as a fellow Paisan, but Francesco Molinari has been probably the most consistent golfer that no one's talked about all season. I he's agree been- with you. He's been in contention almost every major tournament, uh, not just majors, but like every important event. And he's even won. He won the British Open. Yeah, uh, that was pretty amazing. I remember texting was, you, and you were so happy. I was so excited for him. You know, it's I'm excited for guys like my dad. My dad grew up in Italy, and Italians play soccer. That's it, soccer. And to see an Italian win uh, the British Open was extraordinary, but he's been playing so well. And then you have guys like Tommy Fleetwood. He's been great all year long. You have guys like uh, Justin Rose, who just won $10 million. Now, I'll tell you why Sergio Garcia got picked as a captain's pick. He is very, very good in these kind of events. He is a... His game is almost meant for the Ryder Cup. Somehow, it's just like Ian Poulter. 
somehow they turn it up for these kind of events. Sergio is one of the strongest uh, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, match play type of guys. And I think you have to have Sergio even if he's been playing poorly. No, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, I'm looking at his thing on the Ryder Cup app right now, and it looks like he did win an event this year, which is probably why he was sure uh, somewhat in contention for a captain's pick. He won in Singapore, it looks like. Okay. Um, but to think about this for a second. So I'm looking at his thing here. Um, he's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's been on eight Ryder Cup teams. Right. And three in a row. No, four in a row. Yeah, and you see his record? Nine, eleven, and seven. Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal record. Now let's let's in comparison, let's talk about Tiger. Tiger's overall record, thirteen, seventeen, and three. Yeah. Uh Ian, Ian Poulter. Do you see Ian Poulter's overall record? Twelve, four, and two. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's that's why those guys who are not the greatest golfers in the game right now, those are why those guys are playing because they are just they're dominant when it comes to these. Bubba Watson's record is three and eight. Yeah, I it, mean, I I don't know what they were thinking about in terms of a captain's pick, but yeah, that was not a good pick in my opinion. Phil Mickelson's eighteen twenty and seven. You know, if you just go through the list of the American players, they're just not the best Ryder Cup players. I will say this. I'm looking at the squad here, and there are a couple guys on here who have never played in a Ryder Cup. And Tommy There's a lot. Fleetwood, and Tommy yeah. Fleetwood is one of them. Yes, yes, he is. Hatton is another one. And um, Norin is another Norin. one. Norin. I'm pretty sure John Rahm. Yep, John Rahm is another one. Uh, Olsen is another one. So there's a lot of question marks, too, for the English side, uh, for the uh, sorry, for the European side. There are questions, but I would rather take a risk with someone who's never played in the Ryder Cup than take a guy who is proven that he can't right. play in the Ryder Cup. Uh, for, for me, uh, one of my dark horses uh, yeah. on this European squad mm-hmm. is actually Thornbjorn Olsen. Yeah, um, yeah. And the reason why is because, you know, for some odd reason, one morning back like about a month ago, I was flipping through channels while my wife was away and the European tour was on and it was like two holes, three holes left to go in this tournament. Sure. And one of our close friends, you know him very well, Clayton Brown. Oh, yeah. Is a, is a Wilson staff guy. And yes, yes. Padre Harrington was in contention for this European tour tournament. Well, what is this, 2004? I know. Wilson Staff <laughs> has turned his whole golf game around. He play, he's he been playing Wilson. very well on, on the European tour. You hear um, that, Wilson? We need a sponsor for this show here. Yeah, that would be fantastic if you guys right? would sponsor us. Right. Um, and it was between Thornbjorn or Olsen mm-hmm. and Padre Harrington, and they were in the same group, and they were okay. one and two strokes ahead of each, uh, behind each other. Thornbjorn Olsen went eagle birdie birdie on the final three holes. Is to, that all? To, to to take the tournament from Padre Harrington That's by wild. making a 75-foot eagle putt on the 16th hole. And I'm just saying to myself, if this guy gets picked for the Ryder Cup, we're in trouble. There you go. <laughs> and, then there he, you. and then he made it. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Do you want to do like a predictions here? Like who, who do you think, who do you think is winning? 
I don't know. It is so hard to to be able to fully guess what the point layout's going to be. Okay. I think it's going to be close, but I think Europe is going to is going to be is going to win. They have not lost on European soil, yeah. and I think they said five Ryder Cups on Europe soil, right. and they have not lost one. I I I agree with you. I think Europe is going to win, but I do not think it's going to be close. Really? Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't like the team that uh, Furyk and Duvall and Zach Johnson put together. I I don't I I just I don't like it. I don't like the captain's picks. I think DeChambeau is a is a is a that's an easy pick. Finau is an easy pick, but uh, you know maybe the captain picks are fine, but the the players who made it I just don't think are strong for the Ryder Cup. Um. I think the European team, one way or another, has because it's just the it's almost like it's meant for the Ryder Cup. I agree with you. Um, my one thing, and I'm actually going to be looking it up right now, um, is who could they have chosen besides a guy like Bubba Watson, besides well, a guy like Webb Simpson, uh, Shoffley. Shoffley was one yeah. of those guys. Uh, well, now Sim- you got to remember Simpson is not a captain's pick. The only captain's picks are Deschambeau, Finau, Mickelson, and Woods. The other ones are predetermined by points, so you don't. Those are automatics. Um, Finau beat out Shoffley uh, at the very last second, so that was the final captain's pick. A guy like Phil. You, it's almost like you can't, just out of respect, you can't not play Phil Mickelson. Uh, it's like, it's just like any any sport, any team sport where you have like that seasoned vet, you can't just bench him. He's like the Yarmir Yager of, of golf. You just can't do it. Um, but I don't know. I, I think for me, there's, there's one name that comes to mind that should have been picked and by all means, if he continues to play the way that he's playing, the next time the Ryder Cup comes around, he absolutely should be included in the discussion. Is Patrick Cantlay? Uh, this okay. guy is unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen him golf this year at all. Sure, yeah, I have. I have. He is incredibly consistent. He is. He's you know, a good when, golfer. When he has his bad days, granted, it goes down the tubes as sure. faster than the Titanic, uh-huh. um, but. When he's playing well, he's hard to beat. Yeah, no, he he's a good one. I don't know if he was. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he was good enough this time around. We'll see what happens in two years or in one year. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens for the Presidents Cup. Um, it, it might have been nice to put in someone new because what every one of these players has played in the Ryder Cup already. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, except how much you want to bet for Justin Thomas? I mean, how much you want to bet Zach Johnson had something to do with Bubba Watson being included? I've heard they're very close. No, uh, Bubba, off Bubba the Watson. Court. Bubba Watson made it in by himself. I thought he was a captain's pick. No, no, he's not one of the captain's oh, picks. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, because like <laughs> I said, he played just well enough where he was good enough this year. He didn't. I don't think he. I, I think he won one tournament, and I think no, that was really it. It. Sa- it actually says he won three times on tour this year. Oh, um, my God. No wonder he, he's included. Yeah, but they were all in the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Bubba Watson's game is good for the Ryder Cup. <laughs> I don't think I, his... I don't think he, he's only... He's 3-8, and eight, 
So it's not like he has a good record to show for it. He's just he's a, he's an ugly player and an ugly human as well. By the way, I, I fuck, will say this: I am a little upset that Keegan Bradley wasn't wasn't picked. Yeah, um, and he's been playing fine. Like that's a guy. That's a good name that you, you you could pick instead of having a guy like. Well, I don't know who else would you take out Finau. Maybe instead of Finau, put in a guy like um, Keegan Bradley and put him back with Phil Mickelson. Remember that dynamic duo. And that that's what I was actually going to get at was the fact that when the two of them were together, I don't think they lost. I don't think so. Yeah, they were phenomenal. They were they so f- good together. Uh, they fed off each other. They fed off their energy. And do you remember when they were first paired together? It was like the um, it was like the second day, I believe, of the of the Ryder Cup. And Keegan's on the tee. He I guess it was the alternate shot, and the crowd goes silent. And Keegan turns around and puts his hands up, like "Come on!" Like pumping the crowd oh, up. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, I, I got goosebumps when that happened. I'm like, "This yeah. is amazing." That was really good. That was a lot of fun. And he and Phil just played so well with each other. They fed off of each other perfectly. Uh, I think they tried it again the next Ryder Cup, and it wasn't as good. But to Keegan Bradley's defense. He just was having a bad a bad year. This year he's played very well. He has. Cuz I think what happened is last year he went to a, a regular size putter and it just didn't work for him. So what he it did didn't. was he went back to a longer putter. Right. And he's like Webb Simpson him and he's anchoring it off, but off of his left arm or something like, cuz yeah. you can't anchor it off your chest anymore. Yeah, so he he worked on that and, and that's worked wonders for him. Which is which is good for him. Good for him, but um, I guess not good enough to make it to the Ryder Cup. But I, I will say the guy to, to look out for this weekend is Justin Thomas. He's never played. He's fired up, and I think he's really looking for. It. He said he's been a fan of the Ryder Cup since he was a kid. Oh, I don't. I, I mean, if if you're not, you don't have a brain. Yeah, um, but I can see him doing very well this weekend. He, he has played very well all season. And I think that he is a good. Uh, he's pr- he's probably, if not the best golfer in the world right now. He's one of. He's just very solid all around. He doesn't make many big mistakes, and I think you need a guy like that for your Ryder Cup team. You need that. And, and I th- I think a thing for me is, it comes down to pairings. Like if they do the pairings correctly, the United States could make it interesting. But if they're done incorrectly, they're gonna get destroyed. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong, but then especially with the singles, when it gets down to the singles, now you have to worry about who's been playing good and who's been playing poorly. Like Phil Mickelson's been playing poorly, Spieth has been playing poorly, Watson's been playing poorly. I it's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a weird one, but I I just don't. I could be wrong. I, I seem to be always wrong with these uh, with the Ryder Cup picks, but I do not see the United States being um, that much of a threat. I hope I'm wrong, obviously. That'd be nice for the U.S. to win in Europe, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, for, for me, I think if the United States is smart, they do one of two things. They either pair Dustin Johnson with Brooks Kepka. Or they pair Justin Thomas with uh, with Tony Finau, and the reason why is if they're doing alternate shot, mm-hmm. you have four guys who are just monsters off the tee. Sure, and I think that's a difference maker. The question is though, if the course is a little bit tighter, yeah, I I would worry about a guy like Dustin Johnson because he he can get a little wayward with his tee shots. 
Yeah. No, he, he totally can. So can Bubba, though. Don't forget where Bubba fucking has to, he has to aim just to get his ball in play. He has to aim into the woods. Now, it doesn't always fade back in or slice back in. So, the long hitting is fantastic. But if if this is a typical European-style course, which I, I'm assuming it is, because um, they get to pick the courses and they get to pick the layouts and all that, then you need to be a solid putter and you have to be able to get yourself out of trouble. And... I don't know if the United States is going to be solid enough to do that. Tiger, I think, is going to be a wild card. We'll see what happens with Tiger. Does Tiger take that win into the Ryder Cup and just fucking dominate? Or does he calm down because he just won his first tournament in five years? It'll be interesting to see, I think. So I'm actually looking on the app at the moment, and the first thing that uh, that really comes to mind for me is the fact that the greens are absolutely enormous and the fairways are tiny. Oh, okay. That's uh that's interesting. Yeah, these greens are all over the place and lots of undulation. Um I think the United States is uh, now looking at this course, the way it's laid out. Yeah. I don't see them doing too well. No, nah, not confident they're, they're, anymore. No, not really. I think they're going to get blown out. <laughs> This does. This looks like a very difficult golf course. Do you know which course it is? Is it the Albatross course, Eagle course, or La It's Le Golf National. Well, that's yeah. And when you go to their website, there's three different courses. I guess they have three 18s. I'm just oh. trying to figure out which one it, it is. It doesn't say on the Ryder on on the uh, Ryder Cup app. They're slacking no. over here. It doesn't say which course it is, but I have the course here. Um, I do see what you're talking about. It, you know what? This is a this is a very linksy style golf course. Yes, it has trees, so it's on a true links course, but rolling hills, a lot of fescue. Yeah, I did notice that too. A very links style course. A lot of fucking fescue. So if you are wild with your tee shot, you are in trouble. It doesn't look like a very forgiving golf course. The greens are fairly big, but they're definitely undulated. And if your putting is... Oh, man. Some of these greens are very slopey. So I know. It, it, it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm very much... I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait. It's going to be so oh, much fun. It's, it's going to be amazing. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us here for Ride the Pine for this bonus episode. Tom, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, my friend. My uh, pleasure. Well, I think we should definitely have you on again. I think it would be great to have the four of us on at the same time. I think that will be a lot of fun. Maybe during hockey season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, very, very excited for hockey as well. And we have football and, and pretty much every sport's coming back. This is why I love the fall. It's so fun. Right. Before I let you go, on a hockey note, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on Max Pecciaretti getting traded to the Vegas Knights? It's interesting. Uh, I, I've always liked Pax, but I don't. I don't think. I don't know. They the the Knights look like they gave up quite a bit, and Pacioretty, Pacioretty, Pax, Paxioretty, Pacioretty. I've always said Pacioretty. Um, he he's a good player. Obviously, he's a big physical 
you know, player. He can score, but I don't, I don't know if he's that good. I, I think they gave away a couple like first round picks and a couple potential stars, you know, prospects, and it might just be a rental after all this. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. He his style of play is going to fit that team very well. So expect a good season from uh, Pacioretty. And the one other thing, because I know we have our fantasy hockey draft coming up soon. Yes, we do. Will you draft Eric Carlson, knowing that he's going to be paired with Bretton Burns in San Jose? And you ask me that because I fucking pick Eric Carlson in every, every year. <laughs> yes, Dan, I will pick Eric Carlson. He is the best offensive defenseman potentially in NHL history. And I and now that he is going to be best friends with Pat uh, with the uh, Brett Burns. By the way, I had Burns last year on my team. I am so confused. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, if I have the opportunity, I will pick Eric Carlson. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on, Tom. We really appreciate it. And My pleasure. from all of us here at Ride the Pine, have a great night and keep on tuned in every week for our football episodes. And um, actually, before we go, Tom, uh, where can the people find you? Oh, everywhere. We have a podcast for everybody, literally everybody. If you're into politics, Check out Dumble Over Podcast. That's our main podcast. But let's say you're not into politics. That's fine. If you're into sports, if you're specifically football, check out AFC Least. It's a podcast about the AFC East, but without a Patriot fan. <laughs> Boo. Um, and if let's say you're not into football, hey, I don't like football, you can check out Pod and History X. It's a, a history comedy podcast that we are uh, restarting very shortly. One of my um, favorites. It's uh, it's a fun one. We're looking forward to bringing it back. So we have we have a show for, for everyone's taste. Uh, we're working on our next one for hip hop. Uh, so oh god, to- I'm kidding. I don't know anything about hip hop. <laughs> I-, I was gonna say you'd be like um, Rob Schneider from Big Daddy. Hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Seriously, uh, and for all those podcasts, you could go to Spreaker.com and uh, just look up Dumble Over Podcast or uh, Dumble Over Pod and all the podcasts are together there so thank you for letting me plug that of course my pleasure uh so uh, thank you everyone for listening uh, make sure to tune in for our episode it should be coming out uh later this week and uh we'll talk to you all soon there you go